Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You can't come up here and be conservative um, against a really you know, mature team. So we wanted to take the game on. Yeah. I mean, probably got the balance a little bit wrong in terms of handball and kick uh, early. Um, and we didn't execute the basics well enough and some drop marks going forward and all that sort of stuff. But um, I like the dare we showed and the intent we showed with ball in hand. Oh, we'd like to be a team that... We are a handball team, and early in the year, we're, our handball game was up and going, created a lot of opportunities for us, and um, yeah, we probably overdid it at times, but no, I, like, I like the fact we showed a bit more dare. Justin Longmuir in the wake of his team's 48-point defeat by Brisbane at the Gabba on the weekend. Covering the game for the West Australian newspaper was Jordan McArdle, and Jordan, Jordan joins me on the show right now to talk about that game. Jordy, welcome. Morning, Garth. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. It was, um, yeah, probably... Not the result we were we were hoping for. We, we you know we want to see the WA teams go well, but um, yeah, both aren't travelling too well at, at the moment. And yeah, the Dockers two and five right now, and yeah, they're looking a world away from that team that, that made the finals last season. So yeah, it feels like the, state, the season is slipping away for Freo at the moment. I oh, know they're done, mate. I think what it becomes now what they can get out of it. Um, I think and uh, and and try and develop. Um, their younger players, and and to put that in context, they were the youngest team on the park at the weekend. So uh, they have a little bit of time on their hands, but they have taken a significant backward step this year, haven't they? Oh, they really have, and I think um, the, the off-season losses have, have come back to bite them, haven't they? The the wing role has has been one of the roles that's been pretty disappointing this year for Frio. And you look at Blake Akers, you know, he's come off a, a career best year at Fremantle. He's no longer there. Um, you know, David Mundy sort of played that inside-outside role pretty well, and you know he's no longer there as well. Rory Lobb was their leading goalkeeper last year. He's he's gone, and you know their their forward lines struggled quite a bit. Um, Griffin Logue was that that player who could slot in at either end of the ground as well. So there's, yeah, the the losses they've um, they've suffered have really come back to bite them this year, and yeah, it's, it's showing on their uh, their win loss ratio at the moment. So they look like, and Justin Longmuir said, they, they tried to take the game on. They got a bit handball happy early. What was your take on it? Yeah, I felt they were really ambushed early. They they looked like they were almost second-guessing themselves a little bit, and Brisbane's pressure was, was relentless as well. It felt like a, a few players got yeah caught second-guessing themselves, and yeah, they, they did handball it. Quite quite a lot of early days, especially, and yeah, Brisbane sort of capitalised. I felt there was a lot of lot of players getting caught holding the ball. I think there was one, yeah, Jordan Clark early days when um, when Zach Bailey got him, and then you know, Charlie Cameron pounced on that loose ball, kicked the goal there. There was yeah, a lot of lot of drop marks around the place. They just they just look like a team down on confidence at the moment, and yeah, almost not really sure of what their game style is. 
So I was going to follow up on that. The commentators were saying on the television that it was a humid day and that the ball gets very slippery. And was it the wrong venue maybe to try and try and play that style of game? Or do you think that given they've been criticised for being too stagnant with their ball movement, they have to start from somewhere? Oh, I, I, they certainly had to start from somewhere, didn't they? They've been, been criticised across the first six weeks of, of not taking the game on. And, you know, playing that sort of chip mark game a little bit too much. But at least they had a crack, I guess. They they needed to, to try something because what they were, you know, producing for the majority of those first six weeks was just not not holding up. So, you know, good on Justin Longyear for, for giving it a crack. But, yeah, it just, just didn't work. Whether it was the, the venue or the team they were playing against, it just, yeah, it didn't seem to work, unfortunately. And then, yeah, they... They were playing catch up for for the rest of the game. Really, they um, you know they they had their opportunities probably in the, the first and, and third quarters. They they pulled together you know a couple of really nice passages of play, but it was just was wasn't enough really. They um, they they struggled for the majority of the day against a, a you know a top four outfit who, who looks like taking that next step this year. Now. There was talk after the game from Justin Longmuir that Nathan Fife may play somewhere this week. Do you think he plays? And do you think if he plays, he plays in the AFL? And is the sub role an option for them to, to maybe ease him in? I think the sub role is probably, yeah, the the ideal role for him. It's it's one of those ones that they probably don't want to rush him back for a for a full game. So I think that, that works out perfectly. And you know, from the me- the messaging from Longmuir last week, I think he goes straight into the midfield as well. I think, um, you know, I know they only tried him the forward role one game in the regular season, but uh, it feels like they're desperate for him to to come back and you know win that contested ball. They've lost the contested ball count seven out of seven. So that's yeah, I don't know. I know he's saying. You know, it's not time to push the the panic button and and that sort of thing. But if if now's not the time when when is, I think um, yeah, they're, they're desperate for him to come back and play that inside midfield role. They they lost the contested ball count. I think it was by about 21 on the weekend, and then 25 the week before against Western Bulldogs. So yeah, they're getting smashed in that area. I wouldn't mind seeing someone like an Omira maybe play more time up forward. We, we've seen him. he kicked a couple of goals at the weekend. He's probably nearly their best set shot. So I think if, if Fife comes back in and plays inside mid, maybe O'Meara is that one that, that comes out and, and plays a bit more time forward. Where does that leave um, Will Brody? Because he's had a sort of a, a, a muddling sort of season, hasn't he? He's found himself out of the team once, uh, came back in and played strongly against Gold Coast, but I reckon the last two weeks he hasn't been real flash. If Fife comes in and goes to the midfield and O'Meara stays in, does that mean Brody gets squeezed out again? He probably gets a, a stay of execution with Matt Johnson getting suspended for the next two weeks. But I think, yeah, if, um, if Johnson wasn't banned for that Zorko tackle, maybe Brody was going to be the full guy, unfortunately. He uh, he seems to be the one that's um, that struggled a bit with O'Meara coming in, unfortunately. The balance just hasn't seemed to um, to work this season, unfortunately, with... We all thought it was going to be that straight swap. O'Meara comes in and, and Monday comes out, but... Yeah, the the midfield mix just just hasn't worked this season, unfortunately, for Frio. So they're they're probably going to have to to try something different, and yeah, potentially O'Meara is that fallback guy once once Johnson's suspension's over, because I think they they do need to get some time into the kids. Johnson probably other other than that that brain fade of a tackle, it was probably his best game at AFL level. He ended up with 
22 disposals and just showed his composure as well. I think there was that that goal assist in the third quarter when you know he was under a bit of pressure in the pocket but just took his time, found the best option and Freo got a goal out of it. So I think Johnson's certainly worth persisting when his suspension's over. I, I liked Erasmus's game when he came on as a sub in the in the final term as well. Like, like you said earlier, they you know, their, their finals hopes are all but over, so why not give give more games to the kids like Johnson, Erasmus, and I think it's even time to give someone like a Carl Warner a go. I don't think Ethan Hughes is, uh, has performed as well as um, they, they've wanted him to be, so maybe Warner comes in. I think he had 33 at the weekend for, for Peel and just improved with every game in the waffle, so I think he's worthy of a crack if, you know, if Frio want to play that that game style where they take the game on more. Carl Warner certainly, you know, he, he fits that game style well. He's got good pace. He, he does love to take the game on. Don't, don't get me wrong, he still makes the odd mistake with ball in hand. But, um, yeah, he, he's certainly one of those kids who doesn't mind taking the game on and showing a bit of dare. Yeah, Josh Tracy was another one that played pretty strongly for Peel at the weekend, I believe. Didn't finish his work with goals, but apparently was a very strong contributor. They do lack experience and size and uh, and presence, if you like, ahead of the ball as well, though. So we look at maybe Fife going to the midfield, but the last couple of weeks it's looked like Amos has needed a hand, a- another big body around him in attack. Yeah, and that's probably what Josh Tracy does well. He gets... He gets criticised, I guess, for not hitting the scoreboard enough, but he does at least, you know, provide that that contest, I guess. So, um, yeah, you look at the the goal kickers over the weekend. None of the tools really, really fired a shot at all. Jackson had the one goal. Amos had the one goal. Sam Sturt was was goalless, and he, um, you know, he got he got subbed out in the end after just seven disposals. So. Um, yeah, the, the forward line's misfiring as well, aren't they? So there's there's not a great deal to to cheer about all over the ground. You know, Tabman is out for for a long time. He at least provided a contest as well. So that's a, a massive chunk of, of experience there. They're missing out on. I think um, you know that that's probably an area they they might look at in the mid-season draft. They obviously left that that position open. They they trialled Sam Stubbs and and the younger Sarong Liam Sarong without giving either of those a go. So maybe they uh, they look at someone like a, a Jack Buller who's flying at the moment in the waffle. Obviously, he missed it the weekend with a, with a minor calf issue. But, yeah, I think if, if West Coast don't draft Jack Buller, I think uh, it's it's something that should be right up Frio's alley because they need that, that extra kind of big body up forward who provides a contest and that sort of thing because, yeah, the other forwards up there are pretty young and inexperienced at the moment, like Amos and... And Sturt and, uh, yeah, even even Tracy, if he comes back in, he's probably only got sort of 10 or so games of AFL experience. So, yeah, their, their forward line is uh, is struggling a bit at the moment without Rory Lobb being there. What's your mail on Buller and who's keenest on him, um, Geordie? I, I think it's it's almost a motto that he gets drafted somewhere, isn't it? I think so, yeah. It was, uh, it was St Kilda and West Coast that showed the most interest last year. I'm almost certain both of those interviewed with him before the the national and rookie draft. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, if West Coast pulled the trigger with, uh, well, they've got pick one at the moment, don't they, for the second year but in do a they, row. Do, so. do they actually have a spot? They don't at the, at the moment, but you'd, you'd say with, with a lot of their long-term injuries, do they put do they put Nick Nat on the long-term injury list? Who knows whether he's going to be back? You know, it's, it's a, the messaging's already 
you know, he's going to play the second half of the season at best. Do they do they put him on ice? Um, and then there's there's probably a few other ones that they they can look, could look at. Tom Cole potentially again. Um, even someone like a Jamie Cripps. I think Jamie, Jamie Cripps will be yeah. Jamie Cripps will be lucky to play again this year, from what I my understanding. Yeah, it feels like I know they don't have any at the moment, but it feels like they could they could easily open up you know one or two spots at least, looking at their injury list and you know a few of the guys that have had those season-ending injuries before. So um, I, I'd expect they they will be active. They probably they probably need saying same with Freo as well. They've uh, they've definitely got the one spot there. So I expect both WA clubs to be active in that space. Do Fremantle beat Hawthorne this week? I think they do. Yeah, I think um, I think they're much better. They're much better at home, and, and Hawthorne aren't travelling too well themselves. Yeah, so if they, uh, yeah, if they don't beat Hawthorne, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's very very concerning. I know their only two wins have come up against a, a banged up West Coast, who you know lost five or six players in that derby, and then their, their other win came against Gold Coast when they, uh, oh, that was probably their best half of footy of the season that second half. So um, I think they do beat Hawthorne, but probably not by. Uh, by a massive amount, to be honest, and they've got uh, they've got Sydney at the SDG next week, so I don't think they'll they'll win that one. So it's yeah, they'll go to they'll go to three and five, and then probably drop that next one away. So yeah, things aren't, aren't travelling too well for for Fremantle, but they're they're at least going better than than West Coast, aren't they? Triple figure defeats in the in the in the waffle and the AFL at the weekend, so they are uh, they are in massive trouble. Now, you wrote a story on a young Subi boy that you think's a, a chance to get picked up in the mid-season rookie draft, Robert Hanson. Tell us about him. Yeah, he had an injury interrupted year last year. It was his, was his draft year last year. He showed a few glimpses. There was a there was a semi-final in the in the Waffle Colts against South where he kicked five. That's probably where I, I really noticed him. I, I saw him play a little bit of PSA footy for Trinity College. Um, yeah, he's a he's a Kalgoorlie boy. He's got got plenty of tricks. He's he's super quick. He's got elite defensive pressure. Um, really good goal smarts as well. So yeah, I've been told he's actually met with Fremantle in the in the past fortnight. So um, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they um, they go for him. He's he's one of those ones who was rated quite highly, but just um, just didn't get on the park consistently enough last year. So I know Bo, Bo Wardman raves about him and, and thinks he's got the the attributes to, to go to that next level. And, yeah, there's there's at least one club interested in Freo. I've been told Port Adelaide have shown a bit of interest as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think Fremantle could pull, a, pull the trigger on him, especially with Buller. Uh, probably already being gone by the time that pick comes around. Jordy McArdle from the West Australian giving us the rundown on Fremantle's performance on the weekend and also Robert Hanson, young Subiaco prospect. We'll probably ask Bo Wardman, the Subiaco coach, about uh, him. He's coming up on the show very shortly. What do you think? You can have your say on the temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Jordy, thanks so much for joining us on the show and uh, we look forward to reading more of your stuff, not just on the AFL but also on the waffle and the young up-and-comers in the waffle uh, ahead of the the AFL drafts. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me, Duff. Always a pleasure. Jordan McArdle from the West Australian. We'll take a break and be back with more of Mornings with Mark Duffield after the break.